You are now tuned in to another episode of Let's go! Queer and Cool. Coming straight from Miami to your home. Woo! DJ and web developer Bree Daddy discussing raw, vulnerable, and cutthroat topics in the queer community. This is Queer and Cool. Start doing jumping jacks. Shit. I should do jumping jacks because I got free tattoo in the building. Like, what's up? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! It's a long journey, but we're here. Y'all, welcome back to Queer and Cool. This episode is about something that we have all experienced, whether you call it out or not. It's very vulnerable. It's a topic that not many people speak on loudly. So I will be maybe speaking on behalf of a lot of people today. But it's very big, not just in our community, but in general. Trauma bonds. You know, when you bond with someone based off trauma. You know, when you feel like, and that can happen in friendships too, by the way, friendships, relationships, even some family members are closer because they share the same trauma, you know, and then it becomes messy when someone's healing and other person isn't. And then it is just, it's just a lot. So I got free in the building first and foremost, y'all, if y'all don't know, y'all about to know, because first off, free is the hottest tattoo artist down here in South Florida. All right. When I first came down here. I always had to try to figure out, okay, who's who's good to do this? Who's good to do that? This girl has hit every vision I've ever had. You know, I basically gave her my left arm and half of my right arm because that's all I had left. <laughs> and I remember when Free was, you know, kind of just getting started. But her ambition, her drive, her energy is nuts. It's crazy. And I've always felt connected to her because I feel like you should have a connection with your tattoo artist. You know, this is something that is basically permanent. So when you're doing, you know, when you're getting tatted, you do want to find someone that you feel like you can connect with in that way. And ever since I met Free, it was just instant connection. I never had an issue. Even the people I referred to her, they, they had the same opinion as me. So I'm just so happy that I have Free in the building. All right. She, not only does she have her own tattoo business, though, she has her own printing shop, her T-shirts, business cards, flyers. She has a photo shoot studio. She has Bonded by Ink Studios in North Miami, which is not really a tattoo shop, you said, but it's more of your private tattoo studio, yeah, correct? It's a private tattoo studio, and then we also do like private photo shoots and mm-hmm. just basically all around everything, creative creative space. Right. Yeah. That's important. Well, I'm glad that you offer that to the community because, for one, not a lot of queer women, first off, are running it. You know, you're in a male-dominated field, and I can only imagine how it feels for you, especially not just as, like, a woman, but a queer woman in a male-dominated field. Ooh. So I, I can only imagine the backlash. I can imagine the comments, the, the, the you know, the sarcasm Ooh. behind certain shit. So That's some tea. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I can only imagine, because I deal with certain shit in the tech community and being a DJ, mm-hmm. so I understand, like, usually... If you're in tech and you are a woman, if you're like feminine and stuff, then you kind of can like, unfortunately, they're a bit more sexualized. Yes. And but they can, you know, kind of climb up the ladder being yes. feminine and stuff. But you, you know, you're you're more tomboy presenting, you yes. know, masculine presenting. Masculine. So the fact that you are more masculine presented, they try. I don't know what kind of box they put you in, but the way I've seen you pivot over the last few years, like, congrats to your success. Congrats to everything you, that you thank do. You, thank you. This podcast is not just about, you know, tackling certain topics, but also highlighting people in this community as well in South Florida. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that I do give you your promotion on everything you're doing because it's, it's motivating. So thank, thank you for you, all you do. And thank you for joining this particular topic because this isn't the fun topic. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a topic that's serious. This is a topic that, requires people to sit down and really listen, mm-hmm. shut up <laughs> and yeah. listen 
and understand because it might be healing for some and you know maybe someone might call a therapist after this who knows so let's get straight into it so like i said this topic is about trauma bonds um i've been there i've dated people that i felt like i shared the same trauma with whether it's daddy issues or and not that i have big issues with my father and stuff but like we no parents perfect so like you know it could have been like daddy issues or it could have been you know, issues as, as a black woman that I, f I face, you know, every mm -hmm. day. It, it could have been sexual trauma. You know, there's so much that I've dealt with, like us all have dealt with, and I felt like I bonded with people over that. And that's not exactly good. I'm not, it's not something I knock either, but it really depends on how the story goes. So, number one, have you ever made an excuse for a lover's abuse, even if the abuse has been towards you because of the trauma that y'all both have shared? I have in the past, I made yeah. excuses for things that, you know, I shouldn't be making mm -hmm. excuses for right. as far as like, let's say as an example, um, somebody's been through a lot of cheating things. Right. And of course that's been thrown at me, you know, with the whole, I don't trust you, this and that. Right. Multiple, multiple relationships are like that, unfortunately. Yeah. Because of that past that people have especially with the rumors and everything but with that certain mm. person that's been through that type of traumatic experience where you just can't like trust the next person right like i'm that way like from my experience it's kind of hard to trust somebody especially with now with every you know everyone around but yeah i have i have made excuses for i have made excuses it's pretty bad <laughs> listen i i have done the same um for one not only have I made excuses for others, mm -hmm. others have made excuses for me. And I have to like, I have to be honest, you know, this is the podcast. This is all about vulnerability. This is all about being honest, open and raw. And I am no saint. Okay. I have probably projected my trauma onto others and they made an excuse like, well, you know, like Bree's been through this or that. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure past lovers have said to their friends, like, you know, you don't understand, you don't understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't understand. Breeze went through this. Like, I can't... Because we got... We've been with, with people whose traumas we can't understand. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've been with people who may have lost their parents when they were younger or recently had lost their parents. So I can't fill those same shoes. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I can sure. say, like, you know, you don't understand. Like, they're going through this and that. So I know for a fact that I have made excuses for a lover, even if they, you know, they were abusing me emotionally and stuff because... I maybe didn't understand what they were really going through. So I kept making excuse for it instead of making a boundary and saying, you know what, listen, I understand that you are going through this, but you cannot speak to me like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you cannot treat me like this. Mm -hmm. I recently started doing that. I'm 26 years old. So for the last like <laughs> 10, 10 to 12 years of dating, because I want to say I started dating in high school, I've been making this excuse, imagine, over a decade of excuses. Like, that's traumatizing itself, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm glad that, like, you know, you were honest about that. Yeah. So, because I, I know I've been through it, and I've, I've also been one that people make excuses for. And, you know, guys, it's, it's not okay. Like, don't make excuses for it. Mm -hmm. There's a way to address things. Make sure you address it in, a, in the right manner. Um, and, if, and, that, and if they can't respect that, then, you know, I'm going to let the decision be in your hands. But I've had to walk away from some stuff because ultimately I did not cause that trauma. 
and I should be respected as a supporter, as a lover, as a partner, or a friend, mm-hmm. and I will be here for you if you let me, and if you guys don't let your partners or friends or whomever be there for you and while respecting them while they are there, then you're going to push them away. Yeah, for sure. So, do you find that you attract women that have suffered from different forms of abuse often? Mm. <laughs> so, that was a question that I was like, damn, like, I, I don't really, it's not even, like, my partner, I'm going to say this, like, sometimes he takes, like, whenever there's something serious mm-hmm. going on, he sometimes makes a joke about, about it, and I get it, that's probably his comfort thing. Mm. Your business partner? My or business what? partner. Okay, I got you. Uh, my business partner, his name's Daniel, and, you know, we have these conversations, but he's like my big brother, like, yeah. I, we joke around about a lot of stuff. Right. And sometimes it can be a little bit morbid. But then again, it's like I stop him in his tracks and be like, hey, like, um, you know, set the boundary. Yeah, because I'm still like a woman. And stuff. Yeah. But then again, it's like he kind of built me a little bit more stronger than I was before. That's why I'm so grateful for him. Right. Tougher skin. So the whole thing about this question is like, so do you attract women, uh, women's a woman scorned or something like that? Right. Like, you know, a woman that's just damaged, like a damaged mm-hmm. person. So that's like our thing when it comes to damaged women. Right. It's kind of hard. You know, it's just, it's just, I wouldn't say I attract. I I wouldn't say I do, but I do care a lot. Yes. So I kind of put yourself yeah, out there. To, I put myself yeah. out there to try to, you know, just to be there like with my help past. Heal. Yeah. Basically help them heal. Cause obviously I was born in a different family mm-hmm. aspect. I wasn't that really, yeah, like, I wasn't really, like, raised in a really bad situation. Right. So it's, like, it's intriguing for me to, sh- to just listen to these stories. So I mm-hmm. think I just engage into that. Okay, that's, that's a really, that's a good point. Yeah. Not exactly like, tracking it, but you do engage into it. Okay, yeah. It's it. not, like, the whole Drake thing where it's just, like, damn, let me save your life real quick. Like, right. you know, but it, it's, like, I don't take it as a joke. But then again, mm-hmm. it's, like, that's kind of how he says it in a way. Yeah. It's, like, you, you like to be a Captain Sabahoe. But right. I'm like, I'm like, bro, I'm not a cat to save a hoe. Like, it's just with a certain person. Yeah. I've always had his, like, I have a history with a woman that's been through a lot of stuff. So it's like, mm. I love to be the person that she runs to because mm. I care about the person. You got to care and love the person to right. really have them come to you. So I understand like, that. I like being that person, you know, I, I like to, you know, just mm-hmm. certain people. Really, I get certain. that. I get that. Um, In college, especially, to be honest, first of all, I'm not from... Florida. So when I came down here, I already was like the one, like the the different person mm-hmm. because of how I dressed, how I talked. Like I didn't understand the lingo down here. I didn't dance and do in into like you know beanie wiggle and all the other stuff. Like I, I don't was, either. I, I live here all yeah. my life and I just don't know what the hell. I, yeah, I didn't know any of the Florida culture. So people naturally like did come towards me because I was different. Mm-hmm. But when I would say, as far as attraction. <laughs> I always seem to attract people who not just had, you know, went through like some forms of abuse and stuff or, mm-hmm. you know, were damaged folks and stuff. Cause I, I'm not, who am I to say someone's damaged, mm-hmm. but I did attract people who were very loud about it. Um, it was almost like they, they lived on it for sure. Like they made it very known to the public that they, you know, were going through something I don't like, like that. And it and I don't for some reason I kept attracting those kind of women. Oh no. Especially in college. I mean, we're young, you know, we, we're just getting used to Instagram. TikTok wasn't really out yet. But like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
So I, I noticed that I was always attracting those kind of women because I was outspoken. I wasn't outspoken as far as my trauma or anything, mm -hmm. but I was an outspoken hurt individual. So they probably felt like, oh, well, she's outspoken about things that she she's passionate about and I'm outspoken about things that I've went through. So I felt like, I think naturally we would connect because I mm -hmm. felt like, well, you know what? Yeah, even though she's outspoken about something I personally wouldn't be outspoken about, mm -hmm. I felt like maybe we could still connect because we are outspoken people and the next thing you know, we're out speaking each other. Yeah. Like I'm trying to tell this person not necessarily to get over something because again, I, I can't force you to do something you're not ready to do. But I would be very honest about like, it's your choice on how you decide to move, especially when you no longer are dealing with that trauma. A lot of our trauma, a lot of like, especially in the queer community, a lot of our tra trauma has came from a family, you know, our family issues and stuff, parents, sisters, brothers, whatever it may be, you know, a lot of stuff did start with our families. Mm -hmm. And a lot, you know, most of the college I went to, we left our families, you know, we all came from different states, you know, I went to a very international school, I didn't go to FIU, but I went to St. Thomas, and mm -hmm. that's a school that has a lot of international students, people came from different countries and stuff, but on the, on playing devil's advocate, we all know that when we graduated, unless we had our shit together, we was going right back to our families. Mm -hmm. So I do understand that that's probably why people were still triggered, but I noticed that I kept, I kept on attracting these kind of women, especially who went through stuff and was very loud about it and used it as an excuse to treat me like shit. So I, <laughs> and I guess Damn. it got to the point where people just kept telling me I had healing energy, but I was just a professional <clears throat> trauma bonder. And I felt like that. So do you feel, do you feel that, especially because out here in Miami, healing and spirituality is like a big thing in mm -hmm. comparison to where I'm from. Do you feel like people are that you that you find um, that are healing energies? Do you think that they're really healers, or do you think they just know how to deal with a lot of people who have suffered from trauma? Kind of like therapists in a way. Kind of like therapists. That's mm -hmm. my job every day as a mm -hmm. tattoo artist. So it's like I, I know you hear it because I know I, 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 I know I said some shit. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I just I, that question really did bring out to me like it's like yeah mm -hmm. like. I'm like, damn, what is the difference? Because it's like, you yeah. don't even know, like, you don't even you don't know, know half the time. I feel like the people that are kind of like the real healers are the ones that are not always in the loop. Right. Always a fault. Like, those people that just give you, like, like, just random advice. When you just see them and then they just go away for a yeah. while, they come back like, hey, what's up? Like, you good? And they just go away for, like, I feel like that's what it is because they don't really talk about their problems. Mm. If they talk about their problems and kind of, like, compare them, then maybe right. that's a bonder. Right. But... It's like, I don't know, like, even with me, I don't even know which one I am, to be honest. Cause... Mm, and that's okay, you don't, like, because, you know, you don't have to even live up to any of those titles. Yeah, like, right. you are a tattoo artist, and, you know, just like sometimes I might talk to my barber, my barber is probably only going to talk to me for, like, 30 minutes. Exactly. But if we're in a session, yeah. and you do big pieces, and I'm here for, yeah. you know, I'm here for hours and stuff, like, and who knows what kind of day. I might have been coming in, like, after work, or... I might have just came here after a bad argument. I mean, yeah, yeah like tattoo so artists, like, like especially I a, you. I have a client. I'm not gonna say her name. Like mm -hmm. she's so funny, and I love her so much. She's like an older, like she's like an older version of I don't know. I would say like I don't. I wouldn't like want to compare it to a celebrity because she probably gonna be like really free, like for real, like. <laughs> but because she gonna watch this, she gonna be like, Duh, like what she talking about me? She knows who she is. She come in. She came in one day. I was setting up for tattoo, whatever. I'm just, you know, setting up. 
she walks in, she knocks on the door, and then I open the door, you know, I lock it behind her, whatever. We walk to the back to the studio, and then she goes, oh my God, free sis, I gotta tell you some shit that this motherfucker did to me. Like, you, bro, like, I gotta talk to you. Like, I've been trying to talk to you, so I had to book an appointment. I don't even know what the fuck I want, but, yo, like, I'm just, you know, I just wanna talk to you. Like, she starts crying. <laughs> she starts oh crying. My God. And I'm like, what's wrong? Do you wanna hug? Cause she's like, she's like the auntie that I've always like wanted. The right. auntie on TVs that, you know, like, but she's so like young, like spiritual, mm -hmm. like spiritually young. So she goes, no, like I'm just done with them, this and that. Like, I just want to be single. Like, I just, you know, it's just, this, this motherfucker hurt me. Like, I right. can't believe it. So I just wanted to get a tattoo and, you know, and obviously talk to you about it. And I'm just like, I it's okay, that. sis. Like, we could talk about it. It's okay. Right. And then at the it's end therapy. she goes, yeah, it's, it's their own therapy, and I like being that to people yeah. that they don't, don't really know me like that, but yeah. they like to vent. Yeah. And I like to be that. I like to be a listener, and a lot of people tell me that I'm a good listener. You are a great listener. Yeah, so I try to be there as much as possible. I've had people that say, Free, like, I took the advice that you gave me, and I, you know, I did it. Like, yeah. I ended up going to California. I ended up traveling, yeah. and I actually like it. I like doing things by myself. That's very true. But I don't like to take credit for it because most of the things that I say mm -hmm. come from other people that kind of like formed who I am today. Mm. So I give everybody the credit, like my best friend, my partner, my yeah. mother. Like it's just like I know that's right. You know, so it's back to that question. It's like I don't know. I don't really like. I can't separate the two. It's just hard. Yeah. To, like it's just it's just really hard to you know know what each really means I right feel like everybody could just learn and, and yeah. listen and because <clears throat> I mean we all as people I'm you know I would hope listen to people you know listen mm -hmm. to our friends give advice and not, it might not always be the best advice you know mm -hmm. but we I know we we do give it so I mean yeah, yeah it is kind of hard to figure out I actually ask that because I noticed that a lot of people out here um especially myself you know people used to say brie like you're so healing you have such healing energy and i'm just like no mm, mate you do and and, and i <laughs> you do bro. So, sometimes and and then i kind of was like or maybe am i just like like just a really good professional trauma bonder because mm -hmm. i also have been through different walks of life you know like i'm black i'm gay like you know i'm tatted i'm asked I, I also have my mm -hmm. feminine side like I'm not from here. I've moved like over 20 times, yeah. literally not even saying it as a joke. Like literally I've moved so many times. Like I've experienced so many different things, different people, different cultures. And it's like, I've also seen people's different traumas in my face. It might not even be my own personal self-inflicted trauma, but something happened in front of me. And I'm like, Oh great. Now it's mine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, nah, so like, I, I think it's been super, very relatable for me. You know, or I've been just super relatable to people and I don't judge people because I'm like, well, shit, I've, I've either done it, been through it, seen it. Like, so I'm not judging you either. Like, I'm, I'm here if you need to talk. So, but with that, I did use, you know, because of all different walks of life I've been down. That's why I kind of formed a lot of toxic relationships because I allowed them to be a certain way because I'm like, well, who am I to judge? I'm not perfect. But you know what? I'm, I'm a human being mm -hmm. and I deserve respect. I, I deserve someone to listen to me, to comprehend, and to be respected, you know, like, and, and respect someone else, because I can admit that I've had a nasty-ass mouth because mm -hmm. of how people treat me. So now I'm like, well, who the fuck are you talking to, like, and, talk, you know, talking to people crazy? But if I just had set that boundary from the jump, it didn't even have to go this far. So I, with that being said, 
because you're a tattoo artist and you know you have this you have this very freeing energy you also have a healing energy you you're a mm -hmm. nice person for you and you know as a masked woman you still have like this cuddly energy where i'm like oh my god i love free like i love going <laughs> to her i love talking to her i love getting tatted by her so i can yeah. imagine your partners i can imagine people that take an interest in you so with that kind of energy you know sometimes that can be hard to deal with so and not to deal with as like dating you but i know it can be hard for you to deal with others that aren't exactly like that so mm -hmm. how have you been able to maintain a healthy relationship um so basically how to maintain a like a healthy relationship i have been doing my own like this is kind of like low-key but i have been looking up online and you know taking my own little therapy to oh, just, you know because like i i have like this special person that i've always pictured myself with <clears throat> right and i've always pictured myself having like a future with her mm -hmm. and right now i can consider myself like as my own person but mm -hmm. Lately, with the like, with, with everything going on, the best way to keep like a healthy relationship for me would be like, just giving her a lot of reassurance, a lot of communication, um, less manipulation. Because sometimes I come off as that type of person. Like I'm not perfect. Right. Like a lot of people, obviously, like you just said, like I'm cuddly this and that. I can be that way, but sometimes I have like a temper problem. I guess you could say. And at least you're honest about it. Yeah, like it's like I like the person that I like my best friend, like obviously <clears throat> I've talked to her about it a lot and she goes, Yeah, like your aggression kinda scares me and stuff and it's just that thing where it's just like it's kinda sad to hear. Yes. Yeah. And that's the type of there. thing that's the type of thing that I've been working on. Yeah. I've been working on my patience, my temper. Mm. And just every flaw that I think really did mess me up in the past. Right and obviously with my family okay. so i'm not really perfect like obviously i'm no one is so obviously to to do like the whole healthy relationship thing i don't even think every relationship can be healthy you just gotta make it the best that you can exactly and, and nothing's perfect nothing is perfect nothing is perfect like a lot of people say a lot of really good things about me that's what makes me mm -hmm. you know who i am yes and i love that Yes. But it's always what happens behind closed doors. Of course, of course. And that's one thing that I've always wanted to just better myself with. Mm -hmm. Like, I make mistakes. Yeah, same. I used to have a horrible past of lying, cheating, mm -hmm. like a lot of stupid shit. I just don't, it's just, it, it just a lot of people don't know about, which right. is okay because I want people in my business. But at the end of the day, it's good to be honest Yeah. with yourself and with everyone else. Exactly. That's how this community will will grow stronger. Basically, yeah, like it's okay, dude. It's okay that you're, you know, you're not, you're not okay. Right. <laughs> it's and, okay. And exactly. Like it's that, and it's also okay to unlearn yeah. and relearn something else because just like you said, like you feel like I had healing energy. Like when I met you, I was, I'm pretty sure I was very toxic. I, I you were but, very quiet when I first met. Right. You. I was quiet. <laughs> I was dealing with some shit <laughs> with that person. And I, I just felt so angry with myself because I had allowed that person's trauma to inflict my life. You know, I, I had never, ever been diagnosed with anxiety disorder until I, after that relationship. Because I took someone else's trauma and everything they went through, plus getting cheated on, okay? And I made that all about me. I made their trauma about me. I made their drama about me. I made them cheating about me. And everything was all about them. And I could, I should, and it took like seven months 
to to realize like and and we even day long, but because that that that's how much trauma I picked up from her and made it my own, and I knew I shouldn't have done that. And my therapist had even said like. It's not her fault that you picked that up. That's your fault for picking that up. Mm-hmm. And it's your fault for how you reacted. Like, she was like, of course, you sh- you, you should be mad that you got cheated on. But, you know, then I went and was being petty and was downloading Tinder and, like, trying to make her upset and hurt her feelings. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and she was like, you should have just left her where she was at. That's what I always say. Now she said, now you're just as wrong as her, if not worse, because you purposely did that. Yeah. And, and I have to, and I understand that people don't purpose, like, I mean, some people do, <clears throat> but I know that, and honestly, to be honest, and all the people in my life have never purposely hurt me. They just didn't know any better. Yeah, and that's, and that was a poor excuse back then, but now I look at it and I'm like, well, if I didn't know any better, like, I mean, I don't know any better about basic shit, like laundry. So it's just a now it's literally like if i don't know basic stuff like how can i ma- imagine them to know all these complex things yeah. this complex situation so i'm learning not to judge someone because they're just nebulous because some people really do ask and be like listen like i'm i'm unsure like communicate what you're unsure about or how or communicate about how you want to be treated and with the person like for if you're listening and someone's telling you like listen this is really bothering me and you don't understand, well, try to get yourself to understand by asking the question, like, okay, like, how could I become a better communicator? Or how could I become a better partner? Or, you know, if I'm going through something, how should I relate to you? Like, should it, you know, like, don't, like, probably don't call free in the middle of a tattoo session, maybe, and snap at her. But, like, maybe, you know, because you might need to unwind after a session. Like, yeah. I've, I've been a witness to you, like, getting random phone calls and stuff and still having to be there for people. And yeah. I'm like damn, how does this girl do it? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I multitask every day of my life. I'm on the phone and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamaican beef patty is cool. Uh, yeah, I'll get that. Yeah, what were you saying? Yeah, dude, leave her. Like, right. what are you doing? Like, you know? Like, yeah, 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 mom, just leave it in the stove. Yeah, like, yeah it's just back to back my life is just yeah i see it's like it's like back to back to back and i'm like dang like i wonder how she unwinds so i unwind but just sleeping (laughs) yeah and and that's and listen that that's healing sometimes like it's needed too so now Mm -hmm. mental health is a big part of this you know what i'm saying like mental health is a big part of our traumas how we deal with things how we deal with our partners relationships business work etc No one's meant. No one's mentality is perfect. I have yet, honestly, even therapists have some messed up mentalities. Okay, so when I ask this question, please don't think that I'm projecting that she's perfect because she's not. But I am curious because I see how much you juggle. You juggle multiple businesses. You juggle a relationship. You Mm -hmm. juggle relationships with your partners as far as like business partners, work partners, like Mm -hmm. you know associates, consultants, etc. So a lot of things. (laughs) So what? Like, what advice would you give to someone who's ready for a relationship, but is suffering mentally? Don't do it. I, that's honest. That's Don't honest. Do it. Uh, I would say, you know, uh, my best friend would always tell me, you always have to do things on your own before mm-hmm. you can do things with someone else. Um, she would always tell me that. And obviously, I'm still trying to, like, that's that. I hate being alone. But honestly, yeah. I'm always with people. Yeah. No matter what it is. So it's like... You really have to work on yourself before you get into that commitment because mm-hmm. you're not committing to yourself yet. So right. before you could commit to anyone else, you really have to be true to yourself. You mm-hmm. really have to work on yourself. If you're really suffering from mental issues, right? get help. It's okay to get help. I've fucking 
I freaking have a therapist. Like, it's yeah. okay to have a therapist. Talk to somebody, you know? Right. Doesn't have to be somebody you know. It could be a stranger. Everybody's willing to help. There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of information online. I've mm-hmm. looked up a, a lot of things, and it, it's helped. It's helped a lot of people that I've known, people that I've tattooed, that come to me about their problems. Like, you need to get the help you need, like, you need to get before. Please. Before you get in, you before you get into a whole altercation with someone else, you do not want to, you know, just put the flame on that bomb and let it explode. You can't exactly get help first. Don't get into a relationship before you fix yourself. I like that you was very honest because you know in my head I thought about that before, but you know one thing and honestly like even to my friends and even for myself, um, my friends tend to join a relationship or get in a relationship very clouded, you know, um, what are your intentions of this relationship? I find it very disturbing sometimes that I see people, including myself, I've done this, trying to find myself through others in a relationship. And we always find different, find out different things about ourselves in a relationship. But before you join a relationship, please figure out who you are as a person, what bothers you. What's your non-negotiables? What triggers you? Mm-hmm. Triggers is a big thing. Don't let someone just find it out in a random argument or whatever, because something very small can turn into something so big yes. because this wasn't out. You know, for the last few months, I have been celibate. I had stopped dating for a long time because I was always arguing with someone, arguing, snapping. And, and I'm like, all right, no one's perfect, but I'm a common denominator in this because I keep arguing with people. And I was, I was honest with myself and I was like, well, maybe because I didn't tell them what bothers me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or what does this and that? And <clears throat> I also realized that I was trying to heal past trauma in a relationship. I just wanted to be heard. <clears throat> you know, I grew up in a very military family and I, and I, I know I've men- probably mentioned this in multiple episodes as we dropped the season, but it's very important to acknowledge because I still kept, kept a very militant attitude even in my adult life. You know, I because I felt like, well, it got me this far in my childhood and in my adult life. I might as well keep this attitude. But in reality, mm-hmm. like, it might got me far in my career because I just didn't give up on myself because I, I stayed, you know, I literally stayed and stayed and worked hard until this mission was over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to tackle this. I'm <clears throat> going to get my bachelor's. I'm going to get my master's. I'm going to get my certification. I'm going to DJ. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to start this. I'm going to do that. Like... I always felt like if I start something, I have to finish it. And I was the same way in my relationships. But you have to address different things in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I so please be careful. If, you, if you're if you trying to just date someone because you're bored or you're scared of being alone or, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to heal past some shit, uh, please check yourself. Yeah. Please check yourself because please. you might go and damage someone else's lives that and they might just got past some shit. You know what I'm saying? Please be careful, especially for a lot of us are scared of being alone. I mean, I'm 26, you know, I do have a mother that lives like 30 minutes away in, in, in Dana Beach and stuff. Like, so I, I love that at least I can go see my mom. Mm-hmm. But of course, like sometimes I really would just like to have a partner here all the time and stuff. But because I took the time to be celibate, take sex out of it, you know, just learn how to be by myself. Now I'm, I really appreciate my alone time. And now my dating life is phenomenal. You know, I've actually been seeing the same person for over a month and not once have I had an argument. But with other nice. girls, I've literally had arguments in days, max weeks. And I'm over here like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done with this. But I had to realize, you know what? 
I wasn't honest and my delivery was trash. Okay, because you can tell someone how you feel, but if you're really harsh and stuff, I mean, how are they supposed to take that if you're calling them a fucking idiot? It's not shit. what you say. It's how, it's you, how say. you say it. <laughs> it is. And I, I can relate to you with the anger issues. I used to have yeah. such a temper tantrum. I wasn't like beating women up and stuff. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, it, and it shouldn't be like that because now they're scared to come to me about something like so s- small. And mm-hmm. I realized like I really it was just so used to talking to people up north like that. Like we were just talking to each other like, oh, you fucking <clears throat> big head. Like, because oh that's how it is. And no one's taking offense to it. But it's just like, no, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I shouldn't call someone a dickhead. Like, I shouldn't call someone a stupid, like, you know, <laughs> idiot, like, idiota, like, it's not nice, you know, but I was so used to that up north, and I didn't realize, damn, all of us got problems, like, why are we talking to each other like that? <laughs> to the point with even my friendships, like, I told people, stop talking to me like this, and they're like, well, we've been doing this for a long, I, I don't care how long we've been doing this, we're getting older, mm-hmm. we're getting grown, we're getting mature, and I don't <laughs> like it. Like, I, 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 I don't even think I liked it back then, I think I just accepted it because I didn't want to have this conversation we're having now, but now I'm older, I'm 26, like, I'm a woman, I don't want to be called a dickhead! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I have, like, a really bad, like, track record of that, because at a tattoo shop, not a lot of people know that, and if you do know, you already know what I'm about to say. So at a tattoo shop, you know, it's unfiltered. Anybody oh, yeah. can call you anything. Yeah. My my partner Daniel, he's always like joking around, messing around with his with his girl, and the way that they joke around, it's like playfully and like not insulting. I wouldn't say that, but they do call each other names sometimes. You know, the B word gets thrown at each other, and then the D word mm-hmm. big head gets thrown at each other. Oh motherfucker! Uh, and so it's like they argue like that, but that's how they kind of like are. And especially right. in a tattoo shop, you have to... It's kind of unfortunate. It goes back to the whole women in the tattoo industry. Yeah. You can't be too sensitive. Now, you don't have to not be too sensitive, but in a tattoo shop, you really have to have a very outer, hard shell. Let's just yeah. say. And I'm glad that Daniel's in my life because he, like, obviously helped me mold the shell. Right. But it's just a lot of things, and I have to balance that because my family is not used to that. My family doesn't like, you know, if I come in the house and be like, yo, what's up, bitches? Right. I'm glad that my family kind of like gets like my cousins, like both my cousins and my older cousin, Michelle, she she usually is like, bitches. And (laughs) she's so funny with it. But I love that because it's like, okay, it's not that bad because at the tattoo shop, you know, I'm very unfiltered. I will say whatever the fuck is on my mind. That's just me. And like the whole jokes back and forth. I can't kind of do that where my mom is present. (laughs) because <laughs> right. it's it's hard so i kind of balance the two a little bit with my cousins i can right. like say whatever i want but less tattoo shop talk right less stuff understand understand <laughs> yeah. i understand that so, so um quick question like just because of like the tattoo shop and how that you know how that's dealt with mm-hmm. you know there <clears throat> any trauma you, you suffer from growing up or even your adult life and even in relationships, like how you dealt with things, do you feel like any of that stuff has made you more or less emotionally unavailable or available? I would say, yeah, relationships. Um, my family stuff, no. But I do wish that um, my sister was more in the picture. Yeah. Because I never had that older that older person to run to and just cry to about relationships. Right. Like when I first came out, I was with a girlfriend in um, high school. 
ain't gonna lie, she broke my heart. Yep. She broke my heart. I've been there. <laughs> she got my high school sweetheart broke my heart, so I understand. It's crazy <laughs> shit. Or we um, broke each other's hearts. <laughs> but yeah. It's so much like it's just I was a freshman, man. Like why you do why you gotta do that to me? With a man? With a oh, with a God. man? That's why I can't the whole the whole somebody yeah. in the closet thing? Yeah. No. No, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that's gonna be that's gonna be quite the episode. I mm-hmm. I, I can't see someone in the closet, but yeah, but, you know, to but, each his own, but not me. Yeah, basically. But the reasoning why, like, obviously, like, has it moved me to the person where I mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm not like emotionally available or like available at all. I I'm just focusing on myself right now. That's what's up. I have one person that, like I said in the beginning, I have I have seen a future with. Like, I that's just mm-hmm. that one person that I yeah. just you know. You can but, see it. But until then, I'm, I'm good. You're emotionally focusing on yourself. I'm focusing on myself. I'm basically I feel just, that. yeah, I'm focusing on myself right now. You know, for me, my past trauma ne- hasn't necessarily made me less emotionally unavailable, but I have been emotionally, like, not intelligent. Like, I was lacking <clears throat> in the emotional intelligence for a, a long time, like, to the point where it, it actually took for someone that was more so sexually involved, we wasn't, like, in a relationship, but we knew what was up sexually and we just were only having sex with each other based off of our conversations. Mm-hmm. And she had, you know, I had caught feelings like, you know, we both Pisces actually. It's like, it was crazy. It was in, insane. It's an interesting water tank. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very interesting water tank. <laughs> <laughs> what <a> baby. <laughs> but she said some real ass shit to me because I, I did want to pursue her. So I was like, you know what we doing like i feel like this is like this connection that we feel is more than just sex like so mm. she was like Bree, like can i be honest with you because i've known you for years and we're friends and i've seen seen it all you've seen it all and i'm like what she's like you're not emotionally intelligent and i deserve better whoa i almost like choked myself like <laughs> i'm laying naked in bed we just had like six rounds of sex not six rounds of sex like it's something <laughs> something o'clock in the morning no. by now the candle's lit. I asked this question, and I ain't gonna lie, my pride was hurt, because I was like, what? What does that mean? Basically, how and how she described it, and I thank her to this day, because it, it opened my eyes. Um, someone who just honestly, like, does not want to understand someone else's emotions or their selves. Um, I did not know how to, I'll, I'll explain some scenarios. I did not understand how I was feeling, which mean, which also meant that I didn't know how to deliver my emotions. I did not know how to be oh, consistent with okay. my emotions or my intent. Um, I did not know how to understand someone else's emotions. Like if she was sad towards me or if I made her sad, I did not want to listen to why she was sad. I more so would be like, are you kidding me? Like, you know what I'm saying? I was very dismissive. You know, when someone's emotionally unintelligent, they they tend the characteristics tend to be dismissive. Mm-hmm. They tend to gaslight. They tend to try to be toxic positive. You know, like oh, like it'll be okay, blah blah. When something like yeah, I'm sure it'll be okay, but like, can you help me? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I was, I did, I was very blocked in that part because I felt like no one ever heard me for a long time. So I felt like, I guess I wasn't hearing others you know, subconsciously, because I didn't realize I was really doing that consciously. Yeah. And, to, and she was like, I'm your, I'm one of your close friends. You know, <laughs> she was a close friend of mine in the past. We, 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 we didn't go to the same school, but she went to FAU, I went to St. Thomas, and we had mutual friends, and we ended up building our own friendship because 
like I said, we're both Pisces, you know, we're both creatives. We both, like, did a lot of things that, like, we could relate to and talk to each other about. She was a photographer. I was a DJ. Like, I was, we did all types of stuff. Like, that creative part was very, like, insane together. But she also had saw how I was in other relationships. And I used to love how she was in relationships. Like, when I would see her with someone, I just loved how caring she was and how she was this, that, and other. And it's not that I wasn't caring. But she's right. She was like, I've seen you in relationships and like, I think you're overall a good girlfriend, but you do really need to focus on your emotional intelligence because you tend to lose sight of people because you don't have any sight of how you feel. So you, you don't care for, to hear how other people feel just because you wasn't delivering yourself correctly. And she was like, and I, I she made it know. She said, and I deserve better than that because I'm way far than that. She said, just like you might deserve someone who knows what they want in a career. She didn't know what she wanted in a career. She was like, you know, someone, you deserve to be with someone who knows what they're passionate about and what their drive is and stuff because you are so driven and you're so ahead of the game at your age that you deserve maybe someone older who is already there or maybe someone that's around your age that is also there or getting there. She was like, so just be honest about what you do deserve too because I don't think we would make a good match. But she said, but I'm going to tell you right now, I can't fuck with you in that way because you're not emotionally intelligent. But you can get it though. Wow. <laughs> do, 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 do. See, you don't really like find I, people like that ever like it's rare to find people like that. that's crazy because i that, right then and there i had got my shit together so like i was like hold up like i was pissed i didn't talk to her for a while i'm not gonna lie and this went back to my lack of emotional intelligence i couldn't take it i couldn't take being critiqued i was like how dare she like I, I, at the point, at the time, I was like, damn, I just wish she would have just said no. But, you know, that proves her point. Like, why does she just have to say no and not give me the reason? Uh, so that's how I knew it. I, I even had told my mom, because that's like my confidant. I was like, yeah, she said I'm emotionally intelligent and my best friend. And, of course, they were like, no, you're not. Like, because I'm such a good friend. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I wasn't the best lover. Lover. Or partner, so. That's such a, like, difference. Yes. You have to, like, your life... It's in a binder. Yes, my, literally it literally was. I, I literally just was only great at being a friend and not a lover. Yeah. And then at a point, like a time I, where I felt like I was becoming a great lover, I wasn't the best of a friend. So it was now I feel like because I took this time to be celibate, I took this time to be to myself. You know, I worked I worked so hard on, on building my character mm-hmm. and also understanding like and talking to my friends like, hey, listen, where am I lacking? Where How can I be a better friend? Took my... And I honestly, I only asked that to friends that I felt like have been great to me. You know what I'm saying? Because they're apart, being alone and stuff, I did have to cut people off or set boundaries or take a distance from people because I felt like, you know what? Like, our friendship's not the same, but it's okay. We're growing up. Like, we're we're, we're discovering walks of lives, but I'm not going to keep putting in that same energy that you're not putting in, too. Because mm-hmm. I always felt like I just was keeping other people's cups full and my cup wasn't full at all. My cup wasn't even halfway full. Like, my cup was looking like the bottom of a wine glass after everybody just fucking toasted, you know? So I was just like, my shit's empty. Your shit's full. Now, you know, like, how's this working? So, anyways, I have one last question before we wrap this up because I feel like a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast might be, A, they might be kind of, like, inquiring, you know, about their sexuality, um, some people might be younger than us, older than us. Some people might not understand what trauma bonds is and, and, you know, how to deal with stuff. But sometimes I feel like we need to talk to the younger generation because they're next. So what is some advice you would give the younger generation about dealing with trauma? Not with trauma in relationships, not with trauma in work. Like just, you just went through some, they just went through some shit. 
like it's straight off the press they you know let's say they come to you how would you tell someone younger or in a younger generation how they should deal with trauma whether it's just therapy or whatever it may be whatever your answer is well, with the younger generation now, and I've said this multiple times mm-hmm. due to the the younger ones that are always mm-hmm. around, auntie free. <laughs> auntie free. There is, I'm not going to lie, stop, like, they're just so sensitive. So it's like, I just have to be careful what I say, because, you know, it, the, the generation now, they're just really sensitive. But with trauma, I just feel like you... I just feel like you just got to go to like maybe a grouping therapy session so you can hear everybody else's problems out and just compare like, damn, am I really tripping over this little thing? Like, you know, because mm-hmm. there's some people, don't get me wrong, there's people that have really been through like the worst. Yeah. And then there's people that have been through kind of less, but they're more like, oh, like right. that hurt my core. Like, it's like, I just feel like group sessions like with therapy would be good to like pursue. Yes. They're, like like I said, I'm always like a a one with therapy. I I love it. I love the fact that I get to talk to people about my issues. Right. You know. I think that's number one. Don't ever be so like I used to be that 13 year old kid that will go through therapy because of my sexuality because I didn't know right. what I didn't know where I fit in the community. So I like that. I would always be so like standoffish right. when it comes to that. So it's like don't be like that. Right. Just 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 say what's on your mind. Say you know. Say what's on your mind to the person that's listening to you. Yes. Go to therapy. Go to group mm-hmm. therapy so you can listen to everybody's stuff. Yep, you're not alone. You are not alone. <clears throat> there is a lot of people here that have been through so much stuff yep. that they voice it. Yes. And I just feel like you should listen to other people's first before before anything. But mm-hmm. just that's get the important. help. Get the help get you need. Get help. I agree. Um, if you're younger or older or whoever, you know what, whoever. Mm-hmm. But specifically talking to the younger generation because... You know, we, our generation, like, we grew up with MySpace and this and that, you know, now there's TikTok and all this other stuff, and that's going to cause some more instant gratification issues. Uh, <laughs> like A lot of deteriorating. Yeah, and deteriorating the mindset. Um, yeah, I feel like that's what it is, to be Like, honest. no matter what, get help, okay? Yeah, um, get help. If you're going through something right now, get help. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've lost people to suicide. I've lost people yeah. to, to, to self-inflicted issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I've lost friends that I'm just not friends with because they they just mentally just was trying to make me go through what they were going through. So, you know, in order to in order to not lose sight of yourself, because I know I believe everybody can be a good person. I never tell people that they're a bad person. They might have a bad quality, but I don't think anyone on this earth is a bad person. Um, but because, before you form yourself into one or to one that looks like one, get help. Mm-hmm. it's so important get therapy there are there is a lot of free resources out here i know a lot of people say oh but therapy is expensive there's a lot of free resources i understand that it's really hard to find maybe the right match you know but keep doing it because you, we, yeah. we do it every day with relationships mm-hmm. we do it with friendships we do it with colleges we do it with our, pa- our career so if you take the time to find the right therapist for you i had to go through three therapists to find the one that i wanted so you know just yeah. understand like that's okay you're allowed okay to, to go through that so going to be picky. Yeah, you're allowed to be picky. In fact, I think once I was picky about a therapist, I was able to be picky about other things in my life. So yeah. do something that's good for you. Get your help. You know, talk to someone. Um, find, you know, find a confidant. But don't make someone feel like they have to be here for every fucking phone call, okay? Because we all have lives. But that's yeah. why I'm really promoting therapy, you mm-hmm. know? And if you need something that, you know, 
might help you out. Find something that helps you let loose in that way and not not something alcoholic, okay? Because I've been down that road too, you know, we're trying to drink yeah. it out, smoke it out, whatever, party it out. No, do something that's more freeing and healthy for you, right? Take, you know, write down what's bothering you. Get mm -hmm. a journal, a, a journal workbook. If you can't afford it, please message me. I'm so serious. Mm -hmm. I will pay for a journal workbook. I don't care. You know, like if you guys really need that, like I'm here. I, activity I, books. Yeah, like activity books. I can, I can figure it out. I, this is what this podcast is about. It's about mm -hmm. bettering our community. But find something that's healthy, freeing, <clears throat> and good for you. You know, and make sure that you can learn how to deal with your trauma. If, if you're living with your trauma, you know, just understand that this is not forever and try to find ways to not be able to live with it. Like I said, a lot of our trauma has came from our parents. So if you're still living with your parents, then actually you might be still living with your trauma. Yeah. But it's your choice to figure out how you can separate that while it's not easy. Like it's obviously going to be what's going to help you. So don't let. Don't let your family or anybody that negatively influenced you define who you are. Right. Um, I've watched this show. I like superheroes. I like weird fictional stuff. So it's like I saw this. Well, I heard this part where a character says, was I created to be bad? And the person mm -hmm. that responded was like, you are created to do to make a positive change in your life. Boom. You weren't created for somebody else to carry somebody else's rage on you. You were created right. because, you know, you are your own person. Now you Amen. you take the way, you take the lead, do what you got to do with it. Just make a positive change. Save lives, do what you got to do because yep. it's a superhero freaking show. Exactly. I know like that's that, right. I, I like, like that. Ooh, sis. That, that, <laughs> one, that one... That one did it for Bree. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> that was that was touching. Man, was like, that was touching. Wow, Free. Yeah. Definitely. I want. I really want to thank you for coming on this podcast. Like I said, like when I first reached out to you, I was like, oh my god, I don't know what she's gonna say yes, but <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Where can we find you on Instagram? On Instagram, um, I'm very grateful to say I don't have any underscores or anything like that. It's just Free Tattoo. Let's F R E E T A T U. Y'all hear that? And will be it will be on this podcast anyways, but. Make sure y'all follow her. <laughs> Make sure y'all reach out to her for a tats because, yo, my dog is nice with the tats. Ew. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to us. Comment, like, get us the engagements because we want to keep this going, all right? So this is Queer and Cool. This is your girl, Bree Daddy, and we out. This is Queer and Cool.